Hey guys, welcome to the Winning Move podcast. Today's episode is going to be from our last event, Collaborate to Dominate, REI Collaboration. It was an amazing event of me, Jason Pritchard, Jamil Damji, Dean Rogers, Ty LG, Bo, Exxon, and Michael Zuber. Yeah, Payson Development, bro. So many of us, but this is the first panel to where we talk about what we are doing differently in our businesses to actually capitalize on the changing times. And the biggest thing is a lot of stuff is changing. It's changing really fast. And so we talk about how we've pivoted, what we're doing differently to make sure we are absolutely prepared for the current downturn. It's not even upcoming. The downturn is here. If you guys are in real estate, I'm sure you felt it. I can't wait to show you guys. Talk to you guys soon. Let's tune in. How many have done 50 deals? 50 or more? Getting smaller. How many have done 100 or more? How many have done 500 or more? Just a couple. Okay. Now, if you're paying attention, this is where the magic happens. There's an insane opportunity in this room alone. And the best advice I can give you is that the newer, unexperienced, looking to do the first deal, the greatest value you can add for yourself and someone else is by going to the experienced investor. Not doing it on your own, not trying to figure it out, right? You're probably gonna make more money if you go to the experienced investor because they have the experience and the resources to know how to get it done. And by adding value, the experienced investor is gonna pay attention. They see value being reciprocated, okay? And the experienced investor, the best thing you can do is to learn where and how you can add value to others, okay? That's the greatest opportunity that you just saw in this room right now is the gap of experience. And that's where value can be created and opportunities created. This is not the time to do this alone. This is a time to grow your relationships, deepen your relationships, and not sit on the sidelines. When, when I started the Visalia Real Estate Investing Meetup, it was with the vision of mine, I wanted to find how I could connect with more people, how I could add value to more people, which led to starting the Friends with Benefits program. If you've seen some of those shirts around, it's a fun branding around how if you have a qualified lead, we'll do all the work, or you have a deal in our contract, we'll help maximize that deal for you and split the profit 50-50. That's, that's a beautiful thing. You'll probably make more money doing that and the relationship is now established, right? Those relationships are so powerful. That then led to recognizing that Stratton and Jason had meetups, right? And it was, it clicked when Jason and I had a meetup back-to-back -back weeks. And it was like, eh. That, that just didn't really feel right, right? We didn't, we didn't even communicate about that. So there was a huge opportunity. I, we all got together in December of 2021 and said, how can we work together, collaborate, and, and 
add value to the community? How can we even co-host and bring more people together? Which led to doing several co-hosted events last, this, this year, right? Hundreds of, hundreds of people showing up to that, new relationships forming. And at the last one, Michael Zuber and Ty surprise us and show up, right? We're, we're flattered and, and excited that they're there. And they're like, man, this feels good. Let's do one of these together in November. And in a five-minute conversation, we put this together. Like, how cool is that, guys? Freaking cool. Which led to, right, all about relationships, one relationship away. Ty messaging Pace and Jamil. They're like, we love Fresno. We're in. Right? Uh, a couple weeks later, I messaged Henry Washington. I'm in. I'm there. Right? Just, it's so powerful. It's crazy. I'm telling you right now, this is the best time to be in real estate. The best time. And you don't want to do it alone. It's the best time because if, as Warren Buffett has said, when people are greedy, you should be fearful. And when people are fearful, you should be greedy. And right now, the times are changing. And if you're sitting on the sidelines, you're going to miss some of the biggest opportunities. I said the best time. I didn't say the easiest time. It's going to feel scary. It's going to feel painful, right? But that's why your community is so important. You don't want to be doing this alone. I'm telling you right now. So what are we doing in our business? We're getting very focused. We're trimming the fat. We're looking at our marketing and only doing the top performing. Okay, we talked about this a little bit at our last co-hosted meetup, where for us, cold calling had 11x return last year. We're going to double down on that. We're going to hire another third-party cold calling company and see if that gets more results. Okay, very inexpensive, high ROI. Direct mail, been doing it for nine years. And I'm spending more money and getting less return. So I look back at the data, Jason and I both said, direct mail, absentee owners. Who is gonna sell when times get tough? Is it the owner occupant who owns their home and has a 3%, 4% mortgage? No, they're gonna hunker down and figure out a way to make it work. It's the absentee owner who has some equity who doesn't need that house. They're gonna sell it. I'm gonna keep mailing to them, okay? People who, who are going through probate inheritance, I'm gonna keep mailing them. Not every one of them wants to keep it, okay? That's who I'm sending direct mail to. When it comes to PPC, continues to be high quality leads. I'm still doing PPC, love PPC. That's pay per click, Google ads, all that kind of fun stuff. We're still doing TV, high quality leads, great for branding. So that's what we're doing. The other things that we're pivoting to adjust to the market right now, our buyers, right, as we wholesale a lot of houses, our buyers are a little bit more conservative. So what are we doing? We're going to hire a disposition specialist. They're going to be spending all day adding new buyers to the list. And when we send out a deal, they're going to be calling each and every one of those buyers to get feedback. Six months ago, I would hit send and my phone would melt in my hand and I would sell it in two minutes. Now I'm actually having to work to sell the deals. Maybe having to renegotiate with the sellers, right? As another interest rate hike goes up. So we're having to work a little bit harder. We're not sitting back saying, ooh, well, what do we do? No, you got to 
freaking hunker in and get to work. We're also going to open up an internship program to, this is a brand new announcement, thought of it the other day with Angel on my team. We're going to open up an internship program where any of you, you're the first to hear it, can come into our office and we're going to get you into marketing, talking to sellers, we're going to go find deals, okay? So that's something exciting that we're going to open up. And um, I can tell you right now, collaboration, all of us right here, deeply believe in collaboration to the extent that collectively we have all made millions of dollars by doing that, okay? It is that powerful. And when you finally have the, the, the light bulb go off and go full in, not on, oh, give me a deal, uh, give me a deal, who has my next deal? No, who can I help? Who can I add value to? That's when the deals come back. That's when you create the law of attraction and you will be blessed for it. So, I can't wait to connect with more of you guys, and let's go frickin' win together. Thank you. Yeah. Mic check, mic check. Ooh, there we go. I got so much stuff on my phone. I got, I got so much stuff I want to talk about. Oh, bro, you got to have notes. I'm trying to deliver. I'm trying to deliver. Right, so my name's Stratton Brown. We own a virtual assistant company. We have about 150 people internally in that company. We have a few rentals, we wholesale a few houses a month. Dean's one of our partners in that. We have 22,000 square feet of self-storage locked up right now. It's all creative, that's creative finance at a 1% interest rate with a 10-year balloon in an opportunity zone, so that one's pretty cool. If you guys are interested in investing, I'd love to talk to you. Um, but, so I'm gonna cover these four things, and the first one that like, because I was thinking, what Jason last night, I was like, bro, you need to give like tactical information. At our last meetup, they're like, why do you want to make money? I was like, I want to be filthy rich, right? And that was the only thing I said. Right? But for this, I want to give you guys something you can actually take, go implement in your life. And so the first thing that I'm covering is like, no more news. I don't really watch any news. Like, yeah, and even like Andy Frisella has his podcast. Man, that'll just bring you down. Like his real AF stuff. Unless it's absolutely positive, I'm not doing it. Right? Because it is so easy to get lost thinking everything's melting. Oh, it's so hard to make money. Because we tell ourselves that every day. It is going to become your reality, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in the next panel. We got that one. More positive content, and I really get this from Jason, right? So more John Maxwell, more Bob Proctor, more Tony Robbins, right? Now instead of me reading like business books, like I want to, I just need to put positive thoughts in my head because you have so many different things just coming at you, punching you. Oh, this happened. This deal fell apart. Oh, we got to fire this person, whatever it is. So we have to keep that vibration up high, and so that has been massive for me. And I think like what's in between our two ears has been the most important thing ever. The second thing, I am talking to all of my mentors and my colleagues and friends as much as humanly possible. Right? So the other day, I'm on the phone with one of my mentors, Mark Evans, and I'm like, man, Mark, this is getting crazy, blah, blah, blah. First thing he tells me, data, not drama. Right? Track it. You can say all these things that everything's melting and everything else, but if you look at the numbers, let's actually come up with a plan. And the second thing he told me, he was like, Stratton, you are going to have to completely change your cadence and your output by 10 times if you want to continue making the same amount of money. He was like, everybody around you is puckering up. Everybody's puckering up. Stuff's going down. Business is going out. Buyers are pulling out. And whatever, and whatever company you own, something is happening. Other people are going out of business. Other people are getting shy. We have to 10x our output regardless if you want to stay where we're at. And so that was a massive, massive thing for me. And then with the other mentors, 
So I'm talking to Armando the other day at Dean's lunch. I'm like, all right, Armando, in 2008, what did you do? Armando has like 130 projects at a time, right? So I was like, okay, how did you capitalize on that, right? What would you have done differently at that time? What did you learn? Like, so I want to go reach out to those people. I was talking to Tim Harriage the other day to where Tim was like, man, I almost went uh, bankrupt and he'll talk about the market update. I was like, Tim, how'd you handle it? Like, what was going on mentally? How did you get through it? Because like these times will get tough. Like they're, they're going to get tough for some people, right? And it's okay. We're going to capitalize it and come out stronger. But I wanted, I'm talking to those people like learning from them, learning from them. Then I'm talking to all my colleagues, right? This morning on the Peloton, I was on the phone with um, one of my friends, Scott. He owns a similar company to our VA company. I was on the phone with him for 40 minutes talking to him like, hey, bro, what's going on in your business? What are you seeing? What are your clients doing? Okay, what are you doing to pivot? What are you doing to make yourself more profitable? All right, let's back and forth some ideas so we can help each other. And he's probably my largest competitor, right? But I'm actively talking to all of these people and taking in as much information as I can. And then as I'm doing that, I'm seeing where I can bring value, right? Okay, so what can I help you with, bro? What are you struggling with? All right, you got that. All right, well, I can help you make money this way. Oh, hey, guess what? My friend just started a fund. He can fund your deals. I can connect you that way. Right? I'm just trying to bring as much value because these relationships legitimately are going to help you get through this. Right? I'm in all these masterminds because being an entrepreneur is lonely and you need to have friends and people who support you. Right? People you can call during like, oh man, this should happen. Oh my God, we got to fire our COO. Who do you, you can't talk to your wife about that. Right? You can't talk to your parents about that. Like, you got to talk to someone who actually knows how to get through it. Right? So I'm talking to my mentors, my colleagues. I'm calling all of our clients and call magicians. Hey, man, what are you seeing in the market? And I, like four months ago, people were getting hit. Like one of my friends out in Spokane, he was like, bro, we can't move shit. Right? And so we started preparing for it. Like, all right, we got to start cutting costs. The third thing, 100% wartime CEO. Right? Like, you got to be um, Frank Sludman. If, for those of you guys who know him, he's the CEO of Snowflake, one of the most valuable companies in the world. And they call him a wartime CEO. And the wartime CEO is someone who comes in when times are hard, right? Like, we're going to fucking war. Like, this is going to be crazy. Like, money's not just flying off the shelves anymore. Dean's phone stopped melting with the buyers, right? So we got to bring in someone who actually knows what they're doing. We're going to execute. We're following the plan, and we're moving forward. So with that wartime CEO stuff, I mean, if you guys own a company, or even if you have VAs, you still own a company, we got to lead from the front. Right? Like, we got to talk to our people every day. Like, get on those meetings. Set that cadence. You got to reset the tone. Because the same shit that we were doing a year ago, I'm sorry, it's just not going to work. Right? So we're resetting that tone, wartime CEO, everything. Hey, we got to out-execute. We got to out-execute. We got to out-execute. Like, that is the number one thing I'm talking about. Because everybody can go learn as much shit as possible. We can talk about as much shit as possible. But how many of you guys think the market changed pretty fast? Like, with a raise of hands. Right? I was like, holy shit. We locked up a storage deal. We thought we were going to sell it, make a million dollars. Two months went by whole deal fell apart, right, in two months. And, like, you think, oh, yeah, like, that's because we didn't execute fast enough, right? So now more than ever, we have to execute on whatever plans we are actually coming up with. So we have out-execute, and then our skills are going to separate us through these times, right? We are act actively going to develop these skills. And now, like, we're going through, we're cleaning house, I'm looking at stuff like, hey, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough, right? Because we need to get through this in the collective matters, 100%. And that's just kind of our culture. But we want amazing people who are striving for greatness and everything. And that's kind of the tone you have to set. Because if we're mediocre in these times, guys, like, you're not going to make it through. Jason's working. 
Dino's working, Ty's working, Zuber's working. Like, everybody's working their ass off. And if you're just going to be mediocre, you're just going to get buried. And there's a bunch of other people in here, right? So we got to execute the plans that we're going. The other thing, slimming down. And when I say slimming down, we went through actively looking at P&Ls and all of our companies. Like, okay, what needs to cut, right? And what's bloated, this and that. To where, like, when money's, like, flowing in, right? You're like, oh, no. Like, we're doing things for growth, right? But we still need to survive. And it's a little bit different at times, right? Like, you can't just throw everything at the wall because we still need to have a little bit of money because, like, let's say two months, the deal doesn't close. I've had that. We want to have some type of cash reserves, right? Because we need to keep marketing. When I say, like, you're going to go through and you're going to cut, like, okay, yeah, we're going to go through, cut, cut, cut. But we cannot stop the marketing, and I think that's the number one thing I see with new people. They stop. You cannot ever stop marketing. If you are getting, like, if you're just getting in, you hire on a cold call, you're like, hey, you know what? I can't afford it anymore. Your ass needs to get on the phone, or you need to text people. You need to do something. Because as soon as we stop marketing, the business is dead. Marketing is the key. To, I mean, we're a sales and marketing business, honestly. Like, I'm marketing for better deals is what I'm doing. So we always need to keep marketing. And then I have one more thing. Let's see what we got here. Oh, a man cannot lead a team until he can lead himself. Amen. Right? And so with that, if I cannot lead myself, how am I supposed to expect all these people to follow me? How am I supposed to be like, hey, you got to get on your shit. Hey, no, no more mediocre. Right? We can't do that anymore. And then they look at me. I'm fat. Oh, I'm not showing up to meetings on time. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But that, that's why I started 75 Heart. I was like, bro, you need to get back in a better cadence. Like, your cadence is slow. We need to get back into that rhythm, bring more momentum, do all that, all that other stuff so we can fall, like, lead the team. Like, we got to get out in front of that team. And if they see what I'm doing, they follow suit. Because us as the CEO of all your companies, everybody's looking at you. They're not looking at anybody else. They're coming to you. So we have to be able to lead ourselves in those times. Right, anything else, man? Ooh. Right, gold. Oh, real estate. And then real estate, I mean, we replaced like different partners, like our nationwide partner, we replaced them because they weren't good enough. So like you guys really got to evaluate like what we're doing. Like how Dean said, he was like direct mail, not working anymore. Again, he didn't stop the marketing, but he actually like, okay, that doesn't work. Put that there, we need to do that the pivots, and then pitching a lot more owner finance. And then for overall for marketing, leaning into brand significantly more, because I mean, if you see, we have like six camera guys here. That's how I'm getting a lot of my creative deal flows from my Instagram. I have people sending me deals all day and we're evaluating them. And so that's another thing I'm gonna do that's absolutely free that all of you guys should be doing, posting, hey, I buy houses. Someone, I mean, most of you, even if you have 100 followers, someone knows someone who has a house they want to sell. And so we need to be actively posting, actively in front of as many people as possible. Because what I always say, like, I'm competing with Alex Hormozzi, Ryan Pineda, and Budweiser. With my, like, I mean, that is legitimately, I'm competing for all the attention in the world. Because I want all the deal flow, I want to command everything. And, to, and I'll wrap this up. Just as a perfect example, half of you guys are here from Sub2 because Pace is an amazing marketer. Right? So remember that. Like, we want to stay in front of as many people as possible. Thank you guys for listening to me. Thank you guys. Hello. Hello. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Thank you guys. My name is Jason Pritchard. I have been investing full time here in the Central Valley for almost eight years. How many people here in the audience are predominantly fix and flipping? Who does predominantly flips here? 
Not that many. How many people are doing predominantly wholesaling? More wholesalers? How about buy and holds, rentals? Good deal. So we have a pretty good mix in the crowd. And so hopefully this will be impactful for you guys. Uh, my business model kind of mirrors the blend that we have here in the audience, right? We have an active real estate business that generates income, big pops of income from fixing and flipping, from wholesaling, and also commissions from our agent, agent business, right? So we take the money from our active side of our business, right? And I reinvest all of that money into assets that pay me consistently and predictably every month. Those are our rentals, our Airbnbs, right? And that's basically the business that we've built over the last eight years, right? Who's been investing for more than three years in this room? Raise your hand. So we've got some seasoned people in here, right? I feel like the last, especially two and a half, three years has made everybody very lazy, right? It's been very, very easy to make money in this business, right? And with uh, the advent of social media and YouTube and podcasts and stuff like that, the information is all accessible. Nothing that we're doing on this stage is proprietary information. Nothing is a secret. And that's why I think all of us kind of share this mindset of collaboration. Because if I was able to learn from listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video and going to things like this, then the information is there, right? So I really want to share three impactful things for you guys, right? So this is going to be about strategy. So if you're taking notes, these are the three things that I'm going to cover, right? In my business, these are really the three categories that move the needle for me, right? So it's deals, okay? It's finances and it's relationships, right? So I'm going to unpack all three of those things and I'm going to give you the tactical stuff that we're doing in each one of those categories to really change and adapt to what we're seeing in the current market, okay? So let's talk about my favorite thing, which is deal flow, right? As a sales guy, inherently for me, I still am kind of a deal junkie at heart. I still get a charge doing deals. I like that. That's what I'm involved in day to day with my business, training my team, right? Even now, like we get charged up when DocuSigns come in and I see that email come in, right? Does anybody else feel like that in the group? Is there any other deal junkies in here? I'm a deal junkie, right? Even now, we've done hundreds of deals and that's how I feel. Finding deals, guys, is going to be more difficult and there's no other way to put it, right? In a market that's going up, here's the kind of the natural thought process, right? In a market that's going up, like we've experienced the last couple years, it's harder to find deals, but it's much easier to sell them, right? What did Dean say? I got a deal, I press send, two minutes later his phone is going crazy, right? That was our experience too, right? Now, in a market where prices are trending down, the natural thought process is what? It's gonna be easier to find a deal, but it's gonna take more work to sell it. But let me tell you what's actually happening right now. Are the number of transactions Real estate transactions that are happening. Are they going up or are they going down? How many people think they're going up? Raise your hand if you think the number of transactions are going up, okay? How many people think the number of overall transactions are going down? Let me see a show of hands, okay? That's, that's what we're seeing. That's what the data is showing us, right? So not only is it going to be harder to disposition or sell your deal right now, guys, right? It's actually gonna be harder to find them too because when the overall number of transactions drops, by 20 or 30% like they are doing in some market, right? That means there's less opportunity and less deals to go around for everybody, okay? So what are we doing to increase our deal flow? It's a few things, right? Number one, we are investing heavily in our sales training with our team, right? Gone are the days of being able to just send out a couple pieces of mail, 
you get that low-hanging fruit, that seller calls in, you just hit them at the right time, bam, and it's there. Because there's so many people mailing. There's so many people calling. And we are investing a ton of my personal time, money, and effort training. So if you guys have a team, one of the most impactful things that I've done is poured into them. To make them, I don't even like the word sales training. I want them to be better interpersonal communicators, right? Because when your interpersonal communication skills are way up here, okay, it never feels like you're forcing a seller to do a deal. Does that make sense, right? I never like that. I never like to go into a house and feel like I'm putting the screws to some little old lady to sell me. I, I have to look myself in the mirror at the end of the day, guys. You know what I'm saying? So I'm never going to do anything like that. For me, I've always enjoyed the sales experiences when I've sat down with somebody and I've been like, man, that guy Stratton, he was good. I liked him. That was like, he's smart. He was funny. He was nice. And it just felt very smooth. Okay. And it takes sales is, gets kind of a bad rap in our society. And I'm not talking about being a salesman. I'm talking being about a high level sales professional. Okay. And I think for those of you in this room, if you don't understand that this business, especially on the front end, is based off your communication skills and your sales ability, you, you're, you're missing the boat here, guys. Like that's going to be the thing that drives deal flow into your business. It doesn't matter if you have the best list. It doesn't matter if you have people bringing you your deals. If you can't effectively communicate with those people, it's not going to happen, okay? So investing in training, right? Let's keep talking about deals. Second thing for deals, okay? You just have to buy better. There's just no other way around it, guys. You have to buy at a deeper discount, right? When we were buying here last year, right, and we were expecting in three months to sell, the price was gonna be up here, what actually happened? The price ended up going up here. So we all look like geniuses, right? Because we thought we we're gonna make 30, 40 grand, and then we get an offer for 30, 40 over asking, and it's like, shit, dude, I just made 80 grand, I didn't do any work, blah, 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 <laughs> all this stuff, right? What's happening now? We're buying here, okay? And we're chasing a target that's trending down and we don't know how fast or how far that target is going, right? So you can't buy here anymore, guys. You have to buy down here. You have to buy down here because if you end up buying wrong, you're either going to lose money or you're just gonna break even. And if you do that too much, you're gonna be out of business very quickly, right? So those two things really go hand in hand, the training and the buying deeper. Because the only way that you guys are going to buy at a deeper discount is not by being order takers over the phone, right? It's not going down your script and just saying, what's the age of the roof? How many windows does it have? How old is the AC? Just bang, 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 bang. You have to uncover motivation, right? Here are the four pillars that we consider a qualified lead. It's motivation, price, time frame, and condition in that order of importance, right? Motivation is number one. I care less about the condition of the house and more about why does the seller want to sell? And if you can get good guys at getting a seller over the phone or in person in your very first interaction with them to bring their walls down and get them to tell you what's really going on, you're gonna be able to buy at a deeper discount, okay? We're adjusting our numbers, right? So here's some tactical stuff, right? Before we used to go off of sold comps, right? What sold the last three to six months, it was pretty easy to calculate our ARV. That's out the window. Do not use comps from six months ago, guys, when you're calculating your numbers. You cannot do that, right? We're tossing out comps that are over 90 days old. And if they're even that old, we're adjusting down to at least 10%, guys. So that means if we have solid comps right now that say the house is worth 300 grand, we're penciling the deal at 270 sales price. If we get 285 or 290 or 300, then that's great. But you can't base your purchase off of 
comps that are old. You also need to be looking right now very closely at actives and pendings, right? You have to look at what your competition is doing. Actives are important, number one, because we need to see what type of competition we're going up against. Does that make sense, right? We wanna be the best looking house at the best price. So if there's six other houses right there in that neighborhood, right, we've gotta look at every one of those houses and see how did that rehab come out? Did they do the yard, right? Did they use the nice little fixtures or is it just the cheap shit that you buy from Home Depot, right? Like, is it this or it's that or it's whatever, okay? And you need to be very pay paying very close attention to what your competition is doing on your pendings. You need to call those listing agents and get some feedback on what's going on. How long did it take you to get that offer? Is that offer over asking? Are there concessions that you're making? You need data, guys, right? So pay, pay attention to that. If anybody here in the room needs help running numbers, I have a calculator that my team uses now to underwrite deals. You can feel free to reach out to me and I'll send it to you guys if you guys want it, okay? We'll put it, yeah, we'll put it somewhere, but if you guys need it, right? This is the deal, this is the deal calculator that we use whenever a lead comes into our system to underwrite our deals. We pop it in there. My leads manager and my acquisitions manager use this calculator in our business every day. We've tweaked it and reset it to account for longer holding times, for larger rehab budgets, all the things that you guys need in order to buy better, okay? So reach out to me if you guys need that. Uh, the second thing, and I'm gonna go quick here, okay? Finances, you need to build a moat around your business right now financially, okay? So everybody's kind of said, we're trimming the fat. We're looking at things that are not giving us the ROI that we need. And we're looking at not just trimming the fat, but how do we take that money and redeploy it into something that's giving us a bigger ROI? Does that make sense? It's not the time to take your foot off the gas right now, guys. It's the time right now to get very focused on what's working and what's not working. And whatever isn't working, you need to pull the plug on that and you need to take that money and invest it into something that is working, okay? Um, the other thing you need to do in regards to finances right now is you need to shore up as many relationships with lenders as you possibly can, right? The last two years, was money cheap or was it expensive? Cheap. 3% cheap. interest rate. Everybody and their mom is a private money lender. I could post one story on my social media and say, hey, I've got... $800,000 worth of deals to fund. And I would literally get people that I've never met in my life wire $300,000 to title just based off. Of, it was crazy. It's crazy. Guess what, guys? Everybody is scared right now. Everybody is seeing this narrative that's being pushed in the news and on social media. And they're seeing stock markets down, real estate's down, interest rates up. So people are starting to pull back. And the people that are really going to be able to take advantage of what opportunities are coming next, because there's a lot of opportunities, are the ones that have access to capital. So if you've got lines of credit, if you have cash, if you've got relationships with lenders, you should be calling those banks. You should be calling those private lenders. You should be saying, hey, guys, we're not turning the gas off here. If I find a deal, are you ready to fund it? Yes. Okay, good. And then you got to go find a deal. Because if they, don't, if they have money ready to, ready to deploy and you don't bring them something, then they're gonna send it to Dean or they're gonna send it to Stratton or somebody else, okay? Last thing, relationships. This is the biggest X factor for most of you guys in this business right now, right? Everybody focuses on the deals, everybody focuses on the money, everybody does that. Listen, the X factor for me and everybody else on this stage is the relationships. The relationships are the cheat code for you guys in this business. If you can make the right relationships, right, those are the things that take you from here to here very, very quick. So how do you develop relationships? You do stuff like this, right? We were chatting before this event. We used to do a, a meetup event down the street at Bitwise. 
there was 10 people would show up in a room to hear us talk, guys. Do you know what I'm saying? And so this is the testament of like five, six years of really hard, consistent work to get this community. The reason why we do this is because all of us at one point were the guys standing in the back of the room. When there were seven, eight people, we were too scared to talk to anybody. We were too scared to reach out. I couldn't call up the biggest flipper in town and be like, hey, uh, Mike Osborne, can you sit down with me and show me your entire business model? You know what I'm saying? That didn't exist eight years ago when I got in business, right? So we work really hard to get all of you guys here so you have access to that. So it's those relationships. And the last thing that I'll say is you need to be going all in, all in on social media. This is the most powerful tool, I think, at your disposal. And guess what? It's free, guys, right? And most people are, you guys that are, are hesitant to take advantage of this are doing this because you care too much about what other people think about you, right? We have about half of our business traditionally has come from relationships and social media is a big driver for that. I just went to one of my masterminds that I'm involved in and I did a recap of the last quarter. 75% of the deals I did in the last quarter and I think we did 17 deals, came from my network. And social media is the foundation of that, guys. Here is why social media is so powerful, okay? So think about this, okay? We spent a lot of time and a lot of money to get about 600 people here in this room to get your guys' attention for a day, right? A lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort, right? I can post something on my story right now and 2,000 people will watch it every single day. And I don't even really have that big of a following. Right? So you guys have to understand that the power behind this is your leverage, right? All the work that we've been putting into our social media and building relationships, that can't be hacked. A new person, brand new in this business, can't make up the last five or six years that we've been in here doing all of this stuff, right? So now is the time to start and stick with it and stay consistent. Guys, it is going to be harder and that's just it. I'd be lying to you if I told you anything different. So I'm the kind of person, we're the kind of people that when things get hard, we lean into it. So I'm excited for right now because I know that there's going to be people that are just going to hesitate and they're going to take a step back. But I know that we're not. And I hope that you guys don't do that either. It's time to really dig in. It's time to get serious about your fundamentals. If we can help you with that, please let us know. Fire. Absolute fire. Give it up for Dean Stratton, Jason. Is that fire or what? So I'll just kind of connect the dots a little bit. Everything they said was spot on. We know we need to work harder. We know it's going to take more to get it going in this changing market. It's an incredible opportunity. So just a couple things that I'll say that are a little different and or just connect to what they shared. Um, I'm sitting next to my secret weapon here. You see where I'm pointing? He's looking around. How many of you watch daily financial news or the Friday financial news wrap up on a regular basis? Okay. So let me just tell you, if you've been watching for the last year, the last nine months, the last 18 months, you know what the market was coming. You could see it day, week in and week out. So there was no surprise for a lot of people I know, our friends, people that are involved with Michael, people that are involved with um, Evo and our community, people involved that really plug in. I would say that it's free, it's on YouTube, it's fast. It's literally a daily show, 10, 15 minutes, maybe, daily news. He's talking about CPI, PPI, 
He's talking about what's going on with the Fed, the Fed chairman, what's going on with terminal rate, what's going on with, you know, 30-year mortgages, what's going on with the 10-year treasury. By the way, when we started this, I had no idea. Like, I kind of had an idea, but I had no idea what he's talking about. And even still, I ask him, hey, break it down. What are you talking about? What does that mean to the consumer? What does that mean to the average investor? What does that mean to the average realtor? Right? So... I would say literally, and if you don't have time for the daily financial news, watch the Friday financial news wrap up. That's the show we do together. It's on Friday mornings. It's 10 to 15 minutes, 12 minutes, 13 minutes on average. And we just summarize what happened in the week. But here's what I can tell you. We could see the market changing. We could literally see that in August, you were going to have a little bit of a dip in interest rates. And so for a lot of my friends that were over leveraged in flips, I had a buddy of mine, he had a lot of flips, I think a couple dozen flips that he was concerned about, he was able to dump them. Price, price adjust, price adjust, price adjust. He got out all of them. He lost some money on some, but he got all his capital back and he also made a lot of money on others. And guess what? He's sitting on dry powder, millions of dollars right now, ready to go. Why? Because he pays attention to financial news. So that's my secret weapon. Um, I want to connect to a couple things. So Jason talked about, and we talked about sales team, sales training. Absolutely critical. If you have a sales team, spend more time with them. If you're with them one day a week, figure out a way you can spend three days a week with them. If you're with them three days a week, figure out how you can spend four or five days a week. So I have a sales team. We meet 730 in the morning. We role play. We run scripts and dialogues every day. We go through. I'm on there two to three days a week. Um, I help them. We do objection handling. We work on their pitch. We work on their tone. But here's the biggest thing. We're all here for one reason, collaboration. We talked about that too, and I'll connect the dots to sales skills. When we're out there, we need to come from the highest place of service, right? It has to be good for them. It has to be good for us. We're not here, and I like what Jason said, and, I, and it's obvious. You wouldn't be in this room because likes attract like. But obviously, we're here to help people, but we're also here to help ourselves too, right? Doing good by doing good. So that should be a mantra for yours, and I'll tell you why, because it connects to the next thing I'll say. In today's market, and this wasn't said yet this morning, we need to focus in on sellers and people who need to sell, not want to sell or interested or curious. And the problem is, how many, new, how many of you are in some form of a mentorship of some kind? Raise your hands real high, real high so I can see you. Okay, so most of the room. The challenge is a lot of people, because we work so hard, we get somebody who's kind of suspect and interested and we convince ourselves that they need to sell. And then we start really pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to push things when we really haven't taken the time to qualify and to really figure out, does this person need to sell? Do they want to sell? Or are they just curious? So bottom line, here's who's going to make a lot of money. Here's who's going to create a lot of wealth in this next two or three years. Problem solvers. Problem solvers. The only way you can put together creative deals, sub two, seller financing, distressed deals, discounted, in almost all cases is when you're showing up as a solution to a problem. And ideally, you're showing up as multiple solutions to multiple problems, compounded problems. That's, wh that's where you get paid the big bucks. And so even for somebody that may seem like they don't have a lot of distress, but if they have a timeline condition, meaning, hey, I've got to sell this house in the next two weeks because if I don't, I lose my deposit and I miss out on my house in Texas and I want to be with my grandkids, right? Sound familiar, Tim? 
So we're just talking about that. So we need to show up as a solution for people. Um, just also to the whole idea of collaboration and squad up, I want to say this is a beautiful audience. And I mean beautiful in that every one of you in the back, I see you guys talking to each other, shaking hands, encouraging each other. These are the like-minded people. All of my best friends in the world came from people I've met over the last 30 years in rooms like this. The people I value, the people I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with. I'll go see my family too, right? I'll hang out with my family also, and I love them and enjoy them too. But I'm saying like, you know, my brothers, my brothers, people right here that you get to know and meet in these rooms, people when you're going through a tough time that you call, or my brother Joe who called me this morning was like, hey, dude, I'm excited for you, dude. I'm sorry I can't be there, but I know it's going to be a great day. Super stoked. The audience, happy for you and Michael and the whole crew. Like people that are going to encourage you and support you, right, where you have that kind of relationship with. Those are the people that you want to spend time with. Those are the people you want to pour into. And I'll say that um, – there's different levels to it, right? So like, I have friends that are my conference friends, that guys from the East Coast and all over the country, and that's a brotherhood, or you know, a family, if you will, brothers and sisters. Then we also have maybe like guys that are regional. We get together maybe once a quarter, or we hang out every other month, something like that. And then even now, like locally, that's what I love about Fresno, and that's when Michael said, hey, let's do this. This was Michael said, hey, we should do a big blowout. And then we were talking about it, and we were like, do it in Fresno. Why? And I barely know these guys, really. I know them from social. We've hung out a couple times. But I was like, those guys in Fresno, all about collaboration, all about squatting up. And the more I get to know them, and even planning this, this was so stressful. And every, every week, we'd be on Zoom calls. And, and like, we lost a $5,000 deposit on a, another location, and like, Jason and his wife were like, oh, no problem. We'll find another location. Don't worry about the money. We'll figure it out. Like, like just people that really step up. Dean, Strat, Bo, who's sitting over here, Michael, this whole crew. So amongst you, you want to find your crew, your five people that are here in this room. And you'll have other groups. You'll have different micro groups and bigger macro groups, you know, 20 or 30. And you'll be your mentorship and the sub two community and all of that. That's what I've learned from Pace. That's what I learned from Pace, is you give, you give, and you know what? And guess what? People naturally, you can't just give, give, give. People are naturally going to help out and squat up. I've, I would say it has to be north of a million dollars in uh, collaboration and just with students and people, with NOAA and different students that we've done deals or done projects together. All, and never asked. People came, hey, can you help me with this? And I'm helping them. I would also say, too, the leaders. How many of you consider yourself a leader in your community? Okay, well, I love that. So for our leaders, here's what I want to encourage you. Be straight. Be straight up. And something I don't like that I've been hearing a little bit of, and I'm not, and I'm not down anybody because we all get busy and we've all done it. I've done it, too. Drop the ball. Somebody reached out, hey, can you support us on this? And you got busy and you lost the message and you never got back to it or whatever. But here's what I say to the leaders, especially with deals and leads. When a student or a collaborator or somebody comes to you and says, hey, can you help me with this deal? Or I've got this deal. I'm going to send it to you. And would you look at it? And maybe we can work on it together. Get back to them right away. And especially if you can disqualify the deal quickly, disqualify the deal. Because here's why. They're set, they've been working the last 60, 90 days trying to get that one lead. And they finally got something that they think might be a deal. And then, and then especially, here's what I don't like, is where you go, oh, well, 
let me look at it a little bit more. Let me get back to you. And they kick the can down the road for weeks and weeks. And then all of a sudden, it, it just kind of disappears. Has anybody experienced that? Okay. It's disappointing. So I would just say as leaders, just be straight up. If, you know, it's okay. Say no. Or even, even better, say, hey, you know what? I'm a little too busy right now. I got a lot on my plate. You should send that to this person, that person, this person. So I would just encourage you guys as you elevate, and that's what this is all about, and I'll end on this, and I'm going to pass it to Michael, is it really what we're doing? We're collaborating, right? Pace talked a lot about squatting up, right? You guys all know, right? Squat up. Let's squat up. So here's what we're doing. We're co-elevating, and that's what you want to do. We want to co-elevate together, and that's the thing. So just I would say just really have good communication with people treat people well. And again, thank you guys for all the support. Um, I want to say just too, so for the, there is a QR code. I know a lot of you are here as guests. You don't have to, but we are raising money for a charity. And so there is a QR code. If anyone, anybody wants to make a donation to that, we're going to make that available. I just want to say that because we appreciate all your support. It has nothing to do with any of us. It's all about this community in Fresno and the magic that's being created here because of all of you. So thank you for that. We'll, we'll figure out if we can get the QR code on the screens, maybe after lunch or sometime this afternoon. I know it's in the back of the room on the back of that door, but I want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity. You know, it's the week of Thanksgiving. It's a week of gratitude. You know, if you have if just even five bucks, 10 bucks, 100 bucks. We know some of you ballers out there had a really good year, so you could uh, do a little more. So, Michael. Wow. Uh, following those guys is uh, quite, the, uh, quite the challenge. Uh, so what I'm going to do is change it up. We just heard about four big businesses. So I want to talk to the people that are one rental at a time fans, right? We have full-time jobs. We're raising a family 60 hours a week. We don't have a real estate business. So I want to talk to that person. So there's a couple of things that we can take from these four conversations. You're, you're, we have to think different. So there's a couple of things that I think are important. How many people in this room have seen at least one crash video in the last 90 days? You're lying. Was that a third of the room? Oh, I know, because you guys didn't see one. You saw 100 crash yeah, videos. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. So crash, 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 at least, right? So again, I admit all the time I'm broken. So what do I mean by I'm broken? I love all these crash bros. So if you actually follow me on Twitter... I actually put out a tweet last night while watching the Warriors kick the ass of the New York Knicks. Yeah, just, just saying. <laughs> Somebody I gave my tickets to last year over there likes the Knicks. So you owe me some money. I'm just kidding. Uh, I like it when we win. Uh, but on the road, we're probably going to lose. So, yeah. uh, but anyways, this is why I like the Crash Bros. Every time I see a Crash video, which I don't watch, but I see them on my feed, I tell myself this, and you are allowed to take this and make it your own. I say the following statement, sometimes out loud, but always to myself. There goes 2% of my competition. There goes 2% of my competition. So there was a video or an article posted about a week ago from Yahoo Finance. Yahoo Finance went out and interviewed home buyers. And if you don't know, buying a home today is pretty tough, right? Rates went up, payments, all of that. So they put out an article that said 16% of home buyers think it is a good time to buy a home. It is a record low. 
This survey's been going on over 20 years. So again, I'm broken. I immediately turn that around and say, there goes 84% of my competition. What have we of, you know, one rental at a time fans been bitching about for two years? These guys have been taking all our deals because they got all the freaking cash in the world and non-QM lenders and private lenders. We can't even get a deal out of the MLS, right? There goes 84% of my competition. If you are a one real time fan, what do I tell you every day? Do the work. So let's break down for those that don't know what the work is. What is number one? Say the word. Buy box. Nobody said it. Shame on you. Oh, did somebody say it? Thank you. One person said it. Buy box. Yeah, they need to learn the commandments. Rule number one is focus. Most investors, it's like focus is a dirty word. So I want to be very, exempt, very, very clear on what a buy box is. This was my buy box from 22 years ago. 93703. Three or four bedroom houses. Two car garage, two bathrooms. Between 1,250 and 1,750 square feet. I don't have MLS access. I don't do mailers. I don't pay cold callers. I looked at Realtor.com or Zillow or Redfin. For three years, that was the only search I had. How fast do you think I understood that market better than 99 point some percent of folks? 90 days, six, six months? At that time, I no longer can say this out loud because I spent the night last weekend. I, I'd only spent one night in 22 years in Fresno, California. I drove in this morning as an example. Yeah, because I was hosting a dinner yesterday. I just couldn't make it back and forth. So again, you can do this, but you must focus. Most of you that I talk to and have casual conversations, you will tell me something like the following. And I'll just use Fresno as an example. Michael, thank you for what you do. It's amazing. I love it. I'm going to invest in Fresno or South Bend or Vegas or Dallas. And of course, we're meeting for the first time, so I smile and shake my head. But you know what I'm thinking? Too big. Too big. One of the things that I want to challenge you to do today, especially if you follow one rental at a time, is I want you to practice your buy box. Write it down on the piece of paper I know you brought, and then as you meet people today, tell them. You're going to get an opportunity and a break here in a little bit, and I'm going to challenge you. Remember what I said earlier? How many people are you supposed to meet? 20. 20. Practice. Practice. Most investors following one rental at a time, even though I repeat it almost daily, don't do that. It should be your signature line. Jason Pritchard has raised millions of dollars on social media because he's consistent and focused. If you just on social media said, my buy box is this, guess what you're going to get sent? You're going to get stuff in the buy box. Tell Everyone, your opportunity is to practice today. Second thing. So most of you know I wrote a book called One Rental at a Time. That book was selfishly written for me. It was my way after getting the financial freedom to look back and understand how we got where we got. I have admitted agnosium. I didn't enjoy the journey. 
60 hours a week, 80 hours a week. My statement of every day is Saturday is personal to me because I traveled every Sunday. I traveled 47 or 48 Sundays a year for a decade. I only had one day. So that every day is Saturday comment that I joke with all my speakers when they say, how's your day? Every day is Saturday. Means something to me. It's personal. I feel, I smile saying that now. So one rental at a time was for me. After about three years, maybe two and a half years, I was ready to try again, writing a second book. And I don't know about you, but writing is hard for me. I'd much rather just talk, right? Writing is tough. If you ever got an email from me, I know it has misspelled words, not the right word. Sorry. Just is what it is. I'm too old to fix it. But I kept thinking, what would I need? So I don't know about you, but the first three to four years of my journey was slow. The first three or four years of my journey, I didn't know it was going to work. I didn't know. It, it feels bad to say this now because it's been amazing. But I can still remember sitting up late at night going, I don't know. I don't know. That couple hundred bucks a month is, you know, that pays the electricity bill or something. I just didn't know. But then when you get to this point, you can recycle capital. 1031 exchange. You start seeing, it's like year four, year five, year six. So there was one book by Gary Keller. It's blue and white. I think it's called The Real Estate Millionaire. Mil that guy, millionaire. The book is okay. It's a little long for me, but it's okay. But if you go to the very back of the book, there are these gray stories. It's about 32 pages of stories. I wore those pages out because those were my people. It was like, it worked for them. I know it can work for me. And I had to consume that every day just to keep going. Because it's slow and bad things happen and water heaters break and you got to evict people. And it's just like, what happened this time? But you hold on to those stories. So my second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires, was written for you. That book is for you. That book has 15 different stories from different people. Nobody in this room is going to like all 15 stories. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to find the three or four that resonate and read those agnosium. They're 12 to 15 pages each story. There's more meat on the bone. That book happens to have chapter 14, yes, with that young man right there. Jason Pritchard is in the book because his story is amazing. Him and Jen. So lastly, as somebody who's been doing this 22 years, one rental at a time, I want everybody here to understand our time is coming. 84% of the people have quit. They're sitting on the couch watching Netflix. I am now competing with 16%, and I like those odds. I like the odds for you. Yep. One last thing I will leave you with, because creativity is going to win. We're going to hear from the sub two man himself later this afternoon. I will let him do his thing. I could not do it justice. I want you to understand that there's this thing called CLTV. Anybody know what CLTV stands for? 
guys are amazing. Combined loan to value. I want you to understand how powerful combined loan to value is because this is something I've only used in the last two years. Combined loan to value allows you to do a couple of things today. How many people in here are sitting on a mortgage sub 4%? How many of the people that just raised their hand have 40% equity or more? How many of you are excited about doing a cash out refi and taking that sub four up to like eight? <laughs> yeah, nobody. What if you could go get 25% second and you only have to pay whatever it is, 9% just on that. You leave the first in place. I knew somebody would create this. So combined loan to value loans are out there. Second position. How many of you are excited about doing seller finance deals? Me too. How many of you have bumped into a seller that says, okay, I, I like seller financing. I will carry some of the note, but I need a lump of cash because I need X, Y, or Z. How many of you feel stuck when you hear that? It's like, oh. What if you could get a loan a first from a non-QM lender or lender in the house and then get the seller to take out a 30 or 40% second. How many of you understand today most loans you need to put 25% down as an uh, investor? What if you could do a 90% CLTV loan and only have to put 10% down and your blended interest rate is below six or maybe below five if you do it right? This is the time to get creative. We as investors have more tools than we know. And that's part of my job is to keep communicating, keep bringing on more and more people because I'm trying to put tools in your tool belt. It is your job to ask questions. It is your job to do the math. And it is your job to strike and, and understand the opportunity ahead of us. So I look forward to meeting all of you and having a lot of fun. This has been amazing. Hell, can you guys hear me?